to the City Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Tech Keys. The Joseph Aguirre is off for this week, so he'll be back next week discussing more football and those New York Yankees who are struggling, who we are going to talk about in a little while. What's the level of concern? What is our level of concern currently at with the New York Yankees and the recent struggles? As now they only have 10-game lead. It's amazing how big of a lead they really had in the AL East this year, but they have currently a 10-game lead even with how poorly they have been playing in the game of baseball. But we are going to continue talking about our division previews, as we kind of say. Last week, we were doing the NFC East, the AFC East, talking about that. Then we did the NFC West. Well, next week, we'll get into the South, and then we'll talk about the NFC West. We didn't talk about the NFC West. We talked about the AFC West a, w- a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but you can, yeah. check out, you can check out Keys to the City on all social media platforms, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, and at Facebook. Instagram and Twitter at Keys to the City. So follow, comment, like, subscribe, or share. But let's get into it. As we talk this week, the NFC and the AFC North, we will talk about the Green Bay Packers. Are they going to dominate the NFC North? Or or could we have a dark horse? Could the Detroit Lions, Detroit Lions make a little surprise, a little headway? They're making some headway right now on HBO Hard Knocks. If you haven't checked it out, Ted, you should probably get on to it. Because yeah, I haven't, had a, I haven't had an opportunity. Really, you haven't watched it. Wow, no, you because I don't have HBO. I well, ask somebody. Ask somebody. Ask your sister. Ask your mother. Yeah, they yeah. have that. It's you're missing out. You're missing out right now. But let's I'll get see. into I'll the. Just big, run, I'll just run through them. I'll just one. Let's day. get into it to the actual division that maybe other than the AFC West this year could be the most intriguing heading in to this season, and because of two reasons, we look at this division. It's been dominated by controversy with the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson and the new era in Pittsburgh with Mitchell Trubisky and maybe, maybe the rookie Kenny Pickett could be taking the helm as a new Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. But to me, these are the biggest storylines heading in, Ted. All we've heard about this offseason, especially with these quarterbacks getting paid ridiculous amounts with Aaron Rodgers getting 50 mil, Kyler Murray getting 46 mil, Deshaun Watson getting his fully 230 million guaranteed. But, Ted, can we also be thinking – think about this, Ted. Last year we saw the Cincinnati Bengals do something that, well, not many people expected in the beginning of the year. Win the division, but on top of it, to be representing the AFC. Could we actually be saying, could the Bengals be repeating? Or the bigger deal, is it Lamar's situation saying, coming out yesterday and saying, he wants to get a contract done before the season. If week one happens, that is in – Actually, the date is 9-11 against the New York Jets. If that date, like an Aaron Judge, if he is not signed, he will not be having talks throughout this entire season. So, Ted, what is the bigger deal to you? Is it Lamar and the contract, or is it the Bengals repeating the bigger deal heading into the season? I think neither. I I don't see either issue as being a big deal. I look at the Lamar situation. I'm like, all right, if there's no contract signed by the week one, no big deal. He'll play through the season. He has all the power and, and all the leverages in his hand, all right? He'll play the season. We know guys like Dak Prescott, who had his knee and ankle flipped upside down, still got paid, all right? It, it, it won't make a difference. He still will get paid either way. And if, if not, then the Ravens can franchise him, and he can get more money. And we've seen a guy like Kirk Cousins maximize his opportunity are you comparing, first of all, are you comparing Kirk Cousins to Lamar Jackson? It's not about a comparison. It's about Don't money insult situation. him. Everyone would say, 
similar to how Darrell Rivas played his career the last couple of years through the New England, the Jets. And t- he played it out perfect. Like if you were maybe personality wise, he wasn't, but financially, Rivas played the system perfectly. Kirk Cousins has made the most money in the past five seasons. Guaranteed. Kirk Cousins. So you want to franchise me next year? No problem. You're going to be paying $35, $40 million. And it's going to be 50 to 55 the next year. So Lamar is in a in a perfect situation for himself. I'm not worried about anything with that. If he gets paid, and here's the other thing, Trev, with Lamar's contract. Okay, go ahead. Here's the other thing. Every day that the Ravens don't get a deal is more likelihood that someone else gets paid. So if Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert get paid, guess what? Lamar goes, I want more than him. Because we know this. The longer you wait, it's more beneficial to you as a player. Because you're just going to up the ante. Because the first thing Lamar Jackson is going to do when he walks in, and the worst thing that the Browns did when they paid Deshaun Watson is, Lamar walks in with his feet up like this, going, well, I want 230 plus. Whatever it is, 231, 232, we start with that number. The Browns screwed the system, similar to what the Minnesota Timberwolves did with the Rudy Gobert trade, giving out 1,000 picks. And then, then the Nets think this is in the same way Kevin Durant. Like, hey, we're going to get six players, five draft picks, and a coach. In or, the, or, or, the ne- or the Jazz asking for Don. Yeah, right? I got you. Exactly. I so you. I don't look uh, – listen, it is a distraction, but I like what Mar did. He set a, de- uh, a deadline. The deal will get done or it won't get done. If it gets done, round of applause, and he's going to get paid. If it doesn't – He's going to play the season. He's going to be motivated. We've seen guys bet on themselves before, similar to what Joe Flacco did for the Ravens. What did he do? He led them to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, got paid. So we've seen guys bet on themselves. Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, other guys that I'm not thinking off the top of my head. It has worked out for him. I'm not worried. Even if Lamar gets hurt, he's still going to get paid. Because if the Ravens don't want to pay him, I bet you there's another 28 teams would pay him in the league. I know Maybe a team. Uh, I, I know our uh, Big Blue would love to uh, take a guy like Oh, that. absolutely. Come on over, brother. Now, Please, come over. Bang- we would embrace you. Come on. Now, with the Bengals situation repeating, I, I think, listen, if they can get to the Super Bowl, listen, if they get to the conference championship, I'll be shocked because now I look at this AFC. This AFC is stacked. We've been talking about it for multiple weeks. We've seen it since the offseason, man, right after the Super Bowl when we saw Russell Wilson go and we saw Devontae Adams. When I was in Florida the first time in March and you and me were talking live, oh, my God, Tyreek Hill just got traded. Devontae Adams got traded. And we were mm-hmm. talking about how stacked the AFC West is. The AFC North is going to be really competitive this year. We know what the AFC brings. So I don't I look agree. at AFC. I, I don't agree. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I, think, I think a lot of teams, I mean, we just had a little funny conversation about quarterbacks. Who's the worst quarterback situation in the league? What team would not want? I mean, Jets, Giants, Bears. I mean, Seattle. Seattle. I, mean, I mean, Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go, I mean, Minnesota. I mean, just add every team that doesn't have a top five. Ted, here's, here's my thing about this whole Lamar situation. You said perfect situation. I would use that term lightly because he isn't in the perfect situation. What well, if, perfect, what, listen, a, what, I know he's in a solid. I would say he's more of in a solid situation because he's playing for he's playing against him. But what if he what if God forbid, knock on wood, because this is the last thing I'd want to happen. What if it's an Earl Thomas situation and he gets injured and he doesn't get that big contract? Like that's the. Remember, Earl Thomas was trying to get a big contract, and then he got carted off. And yeah, but he off. Got, yeah. He, he I know, but he wanted another. It, it, I'm oh. saying in the sense that he wanted another extension. He wanted the big, I, and then he, 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 flipped, the bird. he flipped the bird. What if, what if, what if God forbid? Hold on. What if God forbid? I know it's a safety. But even more. What if God forbid Lamar gets something to that extent? Say it's well, like a back injury, but worse. Like, what if he does get injured, and then 
And then guess what? He's not getting that two hundred and thirty plus million dollar contract that he is so deservingly so because yeah, but he has the leverage. Ever since he's come to Baltimore, that he's thirty seven and twelve as a starter. They were eight and four last year up until he got injured. They were they the lost number one the last. Seed. They were the number one seed. They lost the last six games when he went down. I know they lost. They lost to Pittsburgh on in the, the, that crazy late night Sunday game. I know that he's won an MVP, and everybody, well, well, he can't win in this. He can't win in the playoffs. I get it. He's one and three right now, currently. But this guy is a superstar. This guy makes defenses. You have to change your game plan each and every week to know where number eight is. Like that's the thing. That man is so electrifying. Like we compare him to an actual athlete. He's a quarterback. He could throw the ball. He's improved in his completion percentage per year, and he's a. a He's a winner. Like we always like to talk. All we've heard about is Jimmy G. Jimmy G this offseason. Where's Jimmy G going to go? Because you know why people are enticed by Jimmy G in a sense? Because he does win. He does win. Lamar wins. He's got one. I know that. That is true. He's never had a true number one. And that's another thing I was trying to say to you, Ted, too. Everybody that keeps saying they got to go get a receiver. The best available receiver right now is going to be on the shelf for at least the first month maybe month and a half in Odell Beckham Jr. So you're going to go get him, and you're going to still have to wait. And you got to get that chemistry going. And with the way Lamar's style of play is, and with the way Baltimore, I should say, I shouldn't say Lamar's style of play. I should say Baltimore style of play. They are a run-heavy, run-first, punch-in-the-mouth type team, and they hit you with the play action. That's what they've been ever since Lamar has been the guy. They've done it with ball. They did it with Flacco, too. They were a play-action type team. They run the ball with Ray Rice, Wills McGahee back in the day. That's what they are. That's what they've been. They bleed on the defense, and they run and pound and ground and pound for 60 minutes on you. You got to pay this man. This man is your franchise, and you don't get – there's not a lot of great quarterbacks in this league. And Lamar Jackson, we had our we had our top 10 quarterback ranking not too long ago. We both had Lamar Jackson in our top 10 quarterbacks. He's a top 10 quarterback. I know people want to say, oh, he's a running back. He's, a, he's an athlete. No, he's a quarterback. He's been a quarterback listen, since coming into my shock. Am I shocked that a deal's not done? Yeah, because here's the thing: the way I look at it, is every time a deal gets done, like the Kyler Murray deal, he—I mean, here's the thing: he's an MVP. He's one of the best quarterbacks. He's—I mean, I mean, he's won an MVP, Ted. I know you said I mean, Kirk Cousins and stuff, but ago, listen, I understand he had a not—he did not have a successful season last year. But if we're just talking about the Ravens, and we're not doing division predictions, we're not doing any of the crazy stuff. But here's the thing. That team had the most injuries in the league last year. They had like 30-plus injuries. They lost their two starting running backs before the, even, the season even started, all right? they ha- Marquise Brown <laughs> drops the ball every other catch. I oh, mean, they yeah. really had no number one. He was more of a slot number two. Rashad Bateman was a rookie. Mark Andrews Mark, is the Mark number Andrews one. Mark Andrews is the best guy. So they, they dealt with multiple injuries last year. And like you said, though, with even that going on, they were the number one seed in the AFC up until week 12. Then he gets hurt. They lose the last six games. They finish eight and nine. This Ravens team is really good. They will be formidable for the Bengals this year. Let's That's why I don't even think the Bengals let's, repeat as the division champ. I think that the, the Ravens are coming for that crown. Let's not forget how it. decimated they were with, with their injuries last year. They were well, ranked 32 in, in health. Thank you, Dobbins and Gus Edwards. I mean, they're running backs. But they have Mar- uh, Marcus Peters. Safety. I mean, they Marlon have Humphreys like goes down. Ronnie Stanley goes down. Massive players on this team These that are have huge, huge impact impactful players. So, I'm actually going to go. Ted, to me. I know you said Lamar, and I kind of was adding to you and help and going with you, but I think 
I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals, since we've watched football, since we've actually become grown enough to watch football, the Cincinnati Bengals have been one of those franchises that have been, let's be honest, a laughing stock. They've been always at the bottom of the barrel since the Boomer Esiason days back in the 80s, the first Super Bowl since 1988 they went to last year. This is a team that all we talked about in the offseason, oh, they got to they got to improve or ramp that offensive line. What do they do? They go get Leo Collins, all-pro type guy, Alex Kappa, all-pro, Ted Karras, Ted Karras, all-pro type guys. The biggest question, biggest biggest problem for them the entire season was their offensive line. This was the same team that had so many difficult difficult games to keep Joe Burrow up because of the fact that their offensive line was so bad, but yet they just did the one thing that was their glaring weakness. If the Cincinnati Bengals can repeat in the division, which has been dominated since we've been watching by the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Bengals repeating in the AFC, and especially in this AFC, Ted, and you just talked about it, this AFC that we honestly can sit, we can't sit here right now and tell you who's going to come out of the AFC. You can have an argument for a solid seven to eight teams of coming out of the AFC. Four, just in the AFC West. Two of them right here. You got the Buffalo Bills, and then maybe you can add the, the maybe the Indianapolis, and then you got to add the Colts. That's eight teams right there that all have legitimate cases that could be representing the AFC. This was the AFC reigning AFC champions. They were this close. If Aaron Donald is not blocked, is just blocked for a couple more seconds, maybe another second, and Joe Burrow finds Jamar Chase down the sidelines as he was wide open over Jalen Ramsey, we could be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals as currently the the Super Bowl champs of the football world. To me, Lamar Con- Lamar's contract is a huge deal because of the fact that how huge he is for the success of that team and how electrifying and how great he's been since coming into this league. They have to pay him. They have to. You don't want to deal with that lingering throughout the season. I know that maybe it's not going to, but the Bengals repeating to me would be a huge deal because I I think we can, I can speak for both of us. It's probably the second best division in football right now yeah. going into the season, only behind the AFC West. Oh, so if I, the I, Bengals I, repeat. I think this division is is this division's always great. It's a blood now, it's a now, blood course, type you know punch in the mouth imagine, division. Imagine how good this division would be if Deshaun Watson didn't screw up and. You know, and didn't have the situation that he's currently constructed under. Because you're thinking, you're looking at that division, you're like, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Okay, I understand the And then you got Pittsburgh, who who Pittsburgh, who's always been around. They haven't had a losing season. They've never had a losing season with Mike Tomlin, so we can't just say, oh, Pittsburgh's going to be bad. They've never had a losing season. They got the reigning defensive player of the year in TJ Watt. They got a, a, a stud rookie running back in Najee Harris. They look like they got the best player in the draft in George Pickens. I mean, at least that's what everyone seems to be talking about. He's a about. stud right now. He's, he's, I mean, he's pancaking people. Over. I mean, DeAndre Johnson, they got the tight end path from Utah, from Penn State, who, who had a really good rookie season. Pretty yep. solid offensive line. You know that defense is always, you know, competitive in the top 10 defenses. So, you know, you're looking at the team, you're like, as long as the quarterback doesn't screw it up, and they're, they're, yeah, their biggest team. issue, other than their offensive line, is, is recently has been Big Ben. And now they have a guy who can move in the pocket with Trubisky, can move in the pocket if Kenny Pickett does. And Kenny, Kenny Pickett was good in the preseason game. Honestly, Ted, to me, I would probably say give the rookie a chance. Give the rookie a go. I wouldn't start why, him. Why, why wait? Because right, just, throw, just throw him into the – honestly. The, sometimes you much, gotta just, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They talked about this. You, you want your rookie – 
if you can, let him sit for the first couple of weeks. Let him understand what the process is in opening day. Opening day game, the jitters are going to be out of control. He's going to have a thousand things going on. Let him sit behind, watch a guy like Trubisky who's been there. Go through the morning routine, getting in the stadium, getting your breakfast, going through the morning routine, going through film, getting on the field, getting your warm-ups in, coming back in, getting the pre-introductions, being on the field, the fireworks, the flyovers, waiting for all that. That's just to see, I mean, get, you know, like, okay, this is what I do. This is the process, you know, building on it. So then by week four, five, six, it's like, all right, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a good routine now. And you know that we're like that's how I am. You build that routine and everything else follows. But either way, this division is going to be great. It's going to be competitive. And like I said, the Ravens last year were first place in the AFC before he got hurt. And the Bengals only and people forget the Bengals only won this division at 10 and 7. Wasn't like they won it 11 and 6 or they blew everyone away. They got hot at the right time. They're going to be really good. They fixed their, their biggest nemesis, which was their offensive line. They have one of the best offenses with Joe Mixon, the three receivers on side. Joe Burrow's a stud. He'll be healthy. And the defense should be just as good. Hopefully Jesse Bates, they figure out a way to get him on the field because he's – but that defense should be better, and and we'll see what happens. But we know in four weeks the football season is going to be rocking and rolling. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this is a division that's always been – enticing you've always been always kept your eye on because you never know what to expect you never know if there's going to be a brawl during the game or that week but pittsburgh starts off with the cincinnati Bengals in week one so we'll really get to see a true test Ooh. i say with the whole i say with the whole picket thing throw him to the wolves see how he goes see how he does honestly uh, why not you know my thing is quickly and we'll get into the nfc north in just a brief sec we know, like all these guys, these backup quarterbacks, like Geno Smith. Like we know what, what Trubisky is. I know he went to the playoffs with the Bears and stuff. I get that, but we we know what he is. He's not gonna. Yeah, but I want to. We have not seen Trubisky with the amount of talent that he has in Pittsburgh. He had no talent in Chicago. Just like we were talking about before, and we're gonna get to it in a second. There's no talent. There's no talent in the Bears. Okay, Allen Robinson. Okay, one guy. One they guy won the divi- They won the division. Uh, if it wasn't for Cody Pickett hitting the having a double doink, you never know what like, could happen like with that. I like the team. offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh. I think they're going to use him wisely. They're going to be. He's going to have an opportunity to succeed. He's going to have every opportunity. Let Pickett learn. Okay. If by week four or six, Trubisky ain't cut, cut it, put him on the backup. See you later. Next, you know he'll be the Giants' starting quarterback next year. For Brian <laughs> right. Dable. Quick thing about with um, the Bengals. Just wrote a couple key games out. Now they're playing. Week one, they play the Steelers. Then they play at Dallas in week two. Week five, Baltimore. Week six at the Saints. Week 13, the Chiefs. At Tampa, week 15. Week 17, the Bills. And then they close out with Baltimore in week 18. So we're going to keep an eye on those Cincinnati Bengals because those could be one of the darlings. Again, I shouldn't say a darling. It could be one of the fan favorites now that can they get back to a Super Bowl? Time will tell. We'll have all those predictions later well, on. Well, that, as and we here's the other thing for the first time ever, the Bengals – like we've talked about, they snuck up on teams last year. They're oh, not yeah. sneaking up on no one no more. Oh, no. Be, only get, and guess what? They got Joey B. That's all that matters. Speaking uh, of having a franchise quarterback and a guy that has, well, taken the reins of a division and has dominated a division, let's get over to the NFC North. This is a division that's been run by the Green Bay Packers' recent history. I know with other than a few years, Mitchell Dubisky, like we're just talking about, won the division in 2018. And then Case Keenum and the Minnesota Vikings, if we all remember, won the division in 2017. Other than that, this division has been dominated by Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Mr. R-E-L-A-X, relax guy, and Mr. All Over the Place, Mr. Unvaccinated, Mr. 
weirdo, Mr. Oddball. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, What I, I don't get it. I, I just don't get Aaron Rodgers, but this division has been dominated by Aaron Rodgers, a.k.a. the father of the Chicago Bears, Ted, because he has dominated the Chicago Bears. We look at this division, and there's not much really to say other than can we see somebody find – can we see a team like – I think we could both sit here and say the Bears aren't going to be competing for the NFC North title this year. Is it going to be the Minnesota Vikings or is it going to be the Detroit Lions? The Detroit Lions got something special going on. I truly believe they got something special going on. You don't hear that a lot too out of my word, out of people's mouths is the Detroit Lions look out for them. Or is it the Minnesota Vikings, a team that everybody says every year, oh, this team's got the talent to go to a Super Bowl, but they all always, always fall flat on their face. So, Ted, will the Packers dominate and reclaim again top spot? With the new look, I should say, the new look Green Bay Packers. Or could we see the Vikings, the Lions, or hell, let's even say it, the Chicago Bears winning the NFC North? You put, you can push the Bears and the Lions to the side. I wait, wait, wait. Bears. You're taking the Lions out of the way too? You're not even giving the Lions a chance? They're not winning the division, but they're going to be you competitive. Don't, you don't have, you don't have, you're not even giving them a slim picking, like a slim chance? No. Wow. I, I, I I just don't think their defense is yet where it needs to be, but I like what they got on the offensive side of the ball. And I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to be my win div- defensive uh, rookie of the year. I think he's got the possibility. I like what they got. But here's the thing. The Packers have had a stranglehold, which I know you like that minute song, Ted Nugent. Oh, Ted Nugent, baby. Stranglehold. Let's go. Had a strang- They've had a stranglehold on this division for the past 11 seasons. They've won eight division titles in the last 11 seasons, three straight. Part of the due is because they have the back-to-back MVP and Aaron Rodgers. They also had Devontae Adams. But <laughs> what do you mean? They also had, you had to think about Devontae well, Adams. I, know, I, football. I was trying to think of other people. They've had like, the best receiver in football. Could here's the biggest questions. Kirk Cousins, actually, it's not even a question. Kirk Cousins actually plays really well against oh, Green Bay. Oh, you're saying this to No, me. no, but here's the thing. Will the Packers dominate? No, because I think that division is going to be much more competitive. I think, but losing a guy like Devontae Adams, I don't know what they have for weapons. I I need to Christian see Watson. The kid Dobbs has been light uh, has been lightening up in we'll training see. camp. Week one, Green Bay plays at A and T Bank in Minnesota. Week one, Minnesota Green Bay, great week matchup. Hell yeah, Min- always what? Hell yeah, Minnesota, always a skull Minnesota, baby. Minnesota always plays Green Bay's tough, and Kirk Cousins I think has is the only quarterback that has a winning record against Green Bay against Aaron Rodgers, or has like a 500 record. Kirk Cousins plays well against Green Bay. I don't know what it is. Can't beat anyone else, but you what, just can't beat that, anybody else. <laughs> but here's the thing: you look at Minnesota, they should win this division this year. Well, they got a new head coach. They got Kevin they, O'Connell, the former. Kevin O'Connell, yeah, love their weapons on the outside with Irv Smith, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. That, that I think the problem. biggest key for them is he's got to stay healthy. He's got to play at least 14 weeks this year, minimum 14, hopefully all 17. It's Dalvin Cook, bro. He's one of the better running backs in the league. He's easily a top five running back when he's healthy. He's top three running back in the league when he's healthy. All right? I, I, I'm drawing a blank. I, I can't even think. They made a move for a uh, pass rusher in the offseason. I can't. Oh, uh, Zadarius oh, Smith. Zedarius, from oh, X-Pa- X-Packer. 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 Now, I think Green Bay's defense. Denell Hunter would be a nice duo. That's going to be a great duo on the outside. I like their defense. All right. They, the question is always comes down to Kirk Cousins, bro. Can he be consistent enough? Because it's it's you know like the Mendoza line, it's the Kirk Cousins <laughs> line. It's the line. Mount, you know that's for me that's what it is because 
the talent around him is superb. Like anybody in the league would love to play with Minnesota's talent. The, it's always been a question, like, why can't Minnesota get over the hump, right? They have the talent. They have the players. Can they win this division? Absolutely. Will they? Probably not, but who knows? I think that you look at their division, you look at the first four weeks, they're home against uh, Green Bay. What is that? I just had it in front of me. They're home against Green Bay. You win that first game home, you got the you got the up the first game up. Then you look at the next three games, Detroit, New Orleans, and Chicago. All winnable games. They can go in the, go 4-0 in the first four weeks with the game over Green Bay. That's a huge advantage. He's 8 and I, 17. I, he's 8 and 17 in primetime games. I'm not worried about primetime. I'm just worried about Green That's Bay. what I'm worried. When I think of primetime games, I don't. I'm not thinking Sunday night. I'm not thinking Monday night. I'm thinking about the games like the Green Bay Packers. You're playing against the, the new big games, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll say that only in the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Rams. A lot of people are high on Minnesota this year, and I'm not saying figuratively. That's the thing, Ted. Every year, it's the same, same. Statement. Well, no, because a lot of people are high on the Vikings. Exactly. So why do we continue to always put this team on a certain pedestal? Like, yes, they got the talent. They got just as great talent as some of these higher up teams in this league. I hey, get listen, that. Maybe Kevin O'Connell, the new offensive coordinator, because supposedly he had issues with the former coach. All right, Zimmer. Mike Zimmer. Yeah. So Zimmer. maybe the new Kevin O'Connell, the new offense, because we've seen guys you bring in an offensive minded coach. Hopefully Brian Dable does that for the Giants. I mean, we'll try to make that. But, you know, you look at what Kyle Shannon, you've done, you've seen what McVay's done. You've seen what Matt LaFour's done in Green Bay. You've seen some of these young, innovative coaches, what they've done for the quarter. Maybe Kevin O'Connell can make Kirk Cousins be, you know, bat like 240 instead of 220 or 200. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe 240 ain't good enough. Ted, 240 ain't good enough. That's still he bad. He can't 40 home runs. <laughs> but that's the thing. Kirk Cousins, if you look at his stats, his stats are incredible. I'm not going to lie. They're, his stats are great. Fantasy per- if you want to talk fantasy purposes, Kirk Cousins is one of the best fantasy quarterbacks every year. To me, I don't care about that. I care about what do you do for me in a game like this. Yes, you beat the Packers. Sometimes you, uh, you do better than other quarterbacks against Green Bay. But what do you do against the other competition, the NFC? That's who you got to go against. How are you going to handle that with all this new look offense now? Mike Zimmer is gone, and now you're going to still have you're going to have one of the best duos of receivers in the league in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Then you got Irv Smith Jr., who can be a electrifying tight end. We saw him in college, what he can do. Give him, get him, get the hands on the ball, and he's good. He's a playmaker. And then, like you said, Ted, you got Dalvin Cook, one healthy, one of the best dual threats in all of football. And you got Alexander Madison yeah. too, who's a very solid backup in this league too. He's a great, he's a he's a solid number two in this league. I mean, even with Devontae Adams being gone in LA now, how can I go? Uh, how can I honestly go against Aaron Rodgers, who I'm not the biggest fan of at all? How can you go against that team? Oh, I, I, I can't. Still? I don't because here's the thing we've talked about this on other shows, other situations. Great quarterbacks make average players better. I mean, I'm not telling you Wes Wicker and Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman were were bad players or average players, but playing with a guy like Tom Brady only makes you better. Yeah. I mean, we've seen this. Russell Wilson, great quarterbacks make average guys great, and I'm not saying they're average and it comes out that way. They were really good players. They put the work in, but like. We saw, the difference. Up, we, saw the difference. we saw the difference when a guy like Tom Brady had Randy Moss. You know what I mean? Like, 
like a star. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, also great receivers can make, you know, you know, you know like Justin Jefferson makes Kirk Cousins look really good too. So yeah. part of that goes with the thing. But you look at the NFC North, I didn't realize this. Kevin O'Connell was the offensive coordinator for Washington when Kirk Cousins was there. And during that time, Washington had a top 10 offense during those years. So, you know, the biggest issue with Minnesota is going to be their offensive line. I don't know yep. if they've shirted it up. I don't know if it'll be better. Don't know because I haven't seen it yet. And I haven't seen it in a real-life game. I don't count preseason games as real life. It's practices for guys who's trying to make the roster. If their yep. offensive line could be solid, this is, this is what I would say. This team has – reminds me of the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe not as good as defense, but – Run the football, right? Run the football similar to Baker Mayfield. Run the football with Dalvin Cook. He's got to be your bell cow. And then play action with Kirk Cousins, deep throws with Justin Jefferson, and the intermediate throws with Adam Thielen. Irv Smith working the scenes. They can win 10 or 11 games. I, I look at this division and go, how do, how do they play the division out? Because I look at both Green Bay and Minnesota going, they're both going to be at 10 or 11 wins right there. So who wins the division? It will be determined of how they play against Chicago, Detroit, and, of course, the, themselves. I, I, I would say the only thing I would say about this division, my last take, is that the gap has probably got a little tighter now because of the, the – Well, I think Detroit depart- is a little because, bit better. Well, I not even that. Oh, Minnesota, I'm, talking with Minnesota, I'm talking about Minnesota specifically because of the departure of Devontae Adams. I really think now with that, with that subtraction out gone, that's going to play a huge but hit. I mean, I, I know Green Bay's – Green Bay's defense is legit. Don't get me wrong. One of the best in the game. You got there. Can I I rebut that statement for one second, though? And the way I look at it is, could this be a similar situation? I know he just won back-to-back MVPs. But could this be a similar situation like Patrick Holmes and the Kansas City Chiefs? Losing a great player like that can make you better because Aaron Rodgers – and listen, maybe Holmes isn't like this, but Aaron Rodgers sometimes – fell in love. It's like a pitcher falls in love with his best pitch all the time and got beat with it. He always fell in love with Devontae Adams, had no trust for anything else. So by doing losing Devontae Adams, he's going to have to build a better rapport with his overall team than just yep. himself and Devontae. So I don't know if that'll make him better. We will find out. But I'll tell you, don't bet against Aaron Rodgers either, man. The guy's still he's still phenomenal, and he is the oh, back-to-back yeah. MVP. I, I get that. He, he'll go down as the great, probably one of the greatest regular season quarterbacks of all time. That's all he'll be. Nothing else. Sorry, all you Rodgers lovers out there, but Aaron Rodgers is not in the discussion of greatest quarterback of all time. So stop it, please. Move on. Get over Get over yourself. Anyways, just be careful with the Detroit Lions. Just watch out. You never know. You never know because they got something special, bro. And I really do believe the Detroit Lions got something special, bro. Oh, shout, out to Detroit, our, shout out to our boy Bill Zulo. The only Detroit Lion fan I actually know in this world, actually. Hey, he loves he loves the Detroit Lions. Give him credit. There's not many Detroit Lions fans out in this area. Baltimore Orioles or Pittsburgh Pirates too for baseball. I, I don't know if he like. I don't know. I think he's got. He might be a Baltimore Orioles fan. I don't. I don't know yet. But what's bad about being a Baltimore Orioles fan right now? They're doing well for themselves. Speaking they of are. They, they are. And they, guess what? They could be making a playoff appearance this year. The Baltimore Orioles. But I think they won again last night. I think they beat the Red Sox. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, talk about a team that's red hot is the Baltimore Orioles, but a team that is complete opposite going the exact, exact wrong way at the wrong time is our New York Yankees right now. And I wish Joseph Aguirre was here, but he is on vacation. Like I said, he'll be back next week to join us and discuss more New York Yankee baseball. The New York Mets are red hot. The New York Yankees are red, are, let's say, are having the summer blues as we currently speak on August 16th. They are currently 
Well, one of the worst teams in the pre-All-Star break, being 7-14 since that, or post-All-Star break, 7-14. At that time, they were 64-28, and the best record in baseball by far. This team, I don't know, Ted, offense is awful. The pitching staff has been doing their part. It's just their offense has been struggling drastically, mightily. I had a very simple question. I put this right here, Ted, to say the Yankees' level of concern is. I'm going <laughs> to ask you, out of the concern level, 1 to 10, Yankees' level of concern for you is what? Seven. Seven and a half. Seven, seven, seven. Keep it up. It might go, might go to eight. 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 How many fingers am I holding? Well, up, Marv? how many fingers am I holding up, Marv? I just eight. Okay, so I, you know, I sent you a bunch of stuff, and while you were talking, I was just making sure I was correct. You know, you look at the Yankees; they had a stellar start to the season, right? And that's part of the reason why they had such a huge lead. I was the first, first like fifty games, they were like, you know. 35 and 15. They were just playing unbelievable baseball. And then I sent you a stat last night. Last 50 games, they're 24 and 26. They're below 500. They've been shut out. Now I got to add that to last night's list. Four of their last 10 games. I mean, their offense has been awful. Since the All-Star game, I I sent you a couple stats to make sure I'm correct. Glaber, which I know he got a hat last night, a hit last night, up until last night. He got a hat? What kind of hat? hat. Well, tonight, uh, I got to tell you. Is it cap night at Yankee Stadium tonight? tonight. That's tomorrow night. And uh, Dad's going to the game. Is he? He's going Uncle Bernard, Uncle Glenn, and Uncle Mike. Oh wow, that's that's a deadly. Yeah, that's, that's a deadly. Like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Good for no, I'm him. shocked. I'm shocked. But hopefully they get a win for him. Hopefully they get a win. Well, honestly, we need a win badly. I mean, I I sent you the thing since the All Star game. Now I know they got, he got a hit last night, but Glaber was 0 for 22 in his last you know last 22 at bats. Rizzo, I don't even I forgot what he did last night, but he was one for 14 since oh, returning he had from injury. Yeah, I know that. That was epic. But that was because of the, listen, I know Yankee fans are gonna hate this take, but he if you're trying to get away from the ball, you back your legs up. He stuck his leg into the ball, bro. Like, don't like you could tell he stuck his knee out. Like mm-hmm. and then, you know, in a way I kind of do feel bad, but I don't feel bad because I've knocked on him since day one. Hicks, man, he was five for his last fifty. No, never change your mind. You gotta stick to stick to who you are. Listen, I, I, I watched I watched the interview last night on Yes Network, and I'm like, man, it looks like he's gonna cry. I mean, you could tell. I, I, I know you didn't watch the game last night, but it was the fifth inning. The bases were loaded. It was one out. It was like a two-two count, and he hit, and he just he got it off the end of the bat. And he had a dribbler to the pitcher. Pitcher comes home to first, double play, end of the inning. He gets booed out of mind. You can just look at his face, like, you know. You want to yeah. say every swear word in the book, you know, you just want to yeah, lose yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you just, and, and you kind of feel bad because you know yeah. he's trying. It's not like he's not trying. These guys are professional athletes. They're human beings. We expect them to be great all the time. They are such in a funk last time. You watch Garrett Cole's interview. They're asking him what's wrong. They they have no words. I, you know, Joe and us, we went back and forth in our little group talking about things. But somebody other than Aaron Judge has to step up. Someone, anyone. I mean, Donaldson. I said your thing last night. Donaldson, he's been awful. He's been awful. It's don't. He was great five years ago. I didn't really like the trading offseason. Whatever his bat, which I first thought of all, Ovi, hold on, Ovi. They're not going to make the playoffs by a slim margin. They're still struggling and have a ten game lead. That's not a slim margin. Well, go back to watching the Red Sox lose twenty eight to five. Tell me about the Just tell him to watch his wrestling show. Just watch the yeah. Just watch the. What's his, what's his wrestling show? What's Ovi's wrestling show? Oh, H and H. You gotta watch the Triple H. H show. and H wrestling, baby. H&H Check H&H out Ovi. Our boy Ovi. He's got something going over there. 
But the so, Yankees are not. But the Yankees are not making the playoffs. Listen, 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 there we go. We got you. There we go. We'll post that right there. There you go. There's my boy Obi. Check Always him out on Twitter. Check him out clovercrestmedia.com, Facebook, YouTube, all the same as us. Check so, it out yeah, if you're, you're a big wrestling fan. Well, loves it. Goes to all the events. So he's a passionate fan, just like so, us. With that being said, is as bad as the Yankees have played. The Astros have kind of tumbled a little bit lately. The Blue Jays have not played really good baseball because if the Jays have played good baseball, this league could be down to five games. Now, they got a four-game strip. Uh, the, Ra- the Yankees finished with the next two days at the Rays, home, yep. and they got four games against the Blue Jays, and then we got two games against the Mets. This nine-game homestand is going to be – I mean, not that the last nine games or 11 games were a, were a concern. They were two and nine on the road trip, three, got shut out three times. The Cardinals swept them. Red Sox beat them. I mean, the Met, I mean, everyone's beating the Yankees right now. The level of concern should be almost to a 10 because here's the thing, but it's not a 10 because it's August. Baseball, if you listen we to the shows know. last night in the baseball shows, every great baseball team goes through these ruts. Of course. These, but the Yankees right now, their rut is a little bit longer prolonged. They got to get out of it soon because you want, don't want to be going into September baseball with this kind of – Stuff going on. I'll use a correct whatever's going on. Can't really explain it. Don't know how to explain it. The offense has just tumbled. No one is hitting. Garrett Cole's last two outings, 13 innings pitch, zero run support. That's not his fault. Can't do nothing about it. We, you know, me, you, and Joe used to argue about this about DeGrom. Guy goes seven innings, doesn't give up a run, and the team doesn't score. How do you blame DeGrom? So I use that same metaphor. The Yankees closer, Clay Holmes, is back to reality. He is falling off. So that's an issue. I mean, I sent you the video last night. The hitting is not there right now. Clay Holmes is not where he was in the beginning of the season. Yep. And other than Garrett Cole, are you confident enough in the rest of the rotation going into the playoffs? I am not. I'm going to give the level of concern at a four. Whoa. I'm going to, yeah. Uh, the Clay Holmes, I actually have three blown saves in the last 11 games, Ted. Two of them in the previous 38 games. Ovi, I'll get to your question in a sec. I will answer that. They did once have a nice, comfortable lead in the AL, but they are now two and a half games back of those Astros. And since t- July 22nd, the night that Michael King got injured, which now looking back, it could be a huge, devastating loss moving forward. The Yankees have not secured a lead with three runs or fewer since. So this bullpen has been struggled, but I'm still going to give it a four. They got the injuries. They're dealing with some injuries. They still have the comfortable lead. My biggest thing for them is, you just said it, Ted. It's baseball. It's a long, long season. We, we as Yankee fans this year, specifically this year, have almost become accustomed to being spoiled, hoping, oh, well, they're going to just win because of the New York Yankees. They just continue to win, and they're not losing. So we're just going to win it. That's also the other problem. We were talking, even us, we were doing it multiple times. Oh, the Yankees, they could break the uh, the 114, 116-game all-time record. Like, that doesn't happen a lot nowadays. That, that that doesn't. It just doesn't happen. I know the Dodgers have almost did it a couple years back. But this is a team that, yes, growing pains. They have to figure it out. My biggest concern is, that I always have been saying since the day it happened, is Aaron Boone. I don't know if he's the right manager for this team. And I've been saying it for years, and you and Joe have been always going after me and trying to give him no, a chance. Get after, but I, you know what I mean. You guys have always—it's always felt like you two have been more in agreement than I have with Aaron Boone, and I'm just not. Now the, I'm starting to come on your side because this is where the manager yeah. has to step up and it, give someone a kick in the ass. It took four years. It took how long did it take? Four or five years for but it. That's what I'm trying to say. Guy that was a hundred games, and I would say here's the. Other thing. I get that, but where the New York game? The Yankees. I get that. Playoffs. He's won hundred games. 
But he but hasn't been to an ALCS. No, it's not. It's not good enough. They've been. They've never been to an ALCS with. The, oh, they have been. They lost. But not my point good. is, they won. Yes, I get. It. They lost to with the uh, Altuve walk off. My thing is, is it all comes down to the manager. I know the hitting has been putrid. I get it. But this is a, you need a manager like, a, like what, can, I I can I see the Mets if the Mets hold on if hold on if the Mets if the Mets like Bucks or Walter that's why I feel when we talked about this a couple weeks ago my biggest concern about the Yankees and the biggest difference with the Yankees and the Mets yeah the pitching staff for the Mets is incredible that's just they're better than everybody else it's the Buck Showalter effect Buck is that type of fiery intense type manager he likes to have fun. Boone is the typical 2020, 2020 guy. He's laid back. He's, yeah, but he's did you quiet. Hear Jeter? He did, we don't did, have did we don't have any emo- Hold on, we don't have any emotion anymore because America is just like that. We're all soft nowadays. Got to we got to we got to not hurt everybody's feelings. Yeah, but did you Sometimes hear Jeter you on the K Rod show the other night? I did not hear that. Okay, so you didn't watch that. So when they told me I Jeter, was, I, I switched over from the regular to the K Rod Jeter show. Well, K-Rod show, but I wanted to see Jeter with them because it was good. And they were asking about Buck. And Jeter was like, well, I didn't really get to play with Buck. I I came up and I had him in spring training and I played a little bit in 95. But he goes, when I look at Buck, I look at Buck as a savvy guy, a a guy who looks at the baseball game in fast forward, meaning he looks at what the second, third, and fourth options are going to be. He's already thinking ahead. He's thinking two, three steps ahead where sometimes I wonder if Boone – and I'm not saying Boone's a bad manager. He's a good manager. He's no. Maybe, I think he. he I think he over. I think he overthinks but, way too well, much. Ted. Here's the thing. Maybe he doesn't overthink. Maybe he thinks in the moment and doesn't know where Boone Buck is like. I'm okay. If this happens, I'm gonna do this. If that, you know what I mean? Like some people just live in the moment. You know where I'm very like. I gotta plan everything out. I'm gonna think about this. And people are like Ted, just let it come to you. Well, maybe, maybe he ain't like that. But right oh, now, be- you can see the difference of what. He has done for the Mets. You could see now. I know the Mets got beat last night, thirteen to one. But the Mets are the best team right now in the NL, especially last night. I don't know if you saw Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller, he had done for the year. That, Huge so that's loss a big loss. Oh yeah, uh, LV. To answer your question, we talked about this last week with Joe. If the Yankees do not win the World Series or even make the World Series, Aaron Boone should be fired, and I think Brian Cashman's job should be in the discussions. I will give you that answer. Aaron Boone should be fired without question. With the way this team started off and has been playing throughout pretty much up until this past couple, about a month or so, Aaron Boone should be fired and Brian Cashman's job should be discussed. It won't be on the, it, it, and he won't get fired. I it just, I, Cashman, I don't, you know, Cashman probably won't get fired, but to me, has brought, I, I get it, 100%. That's what I'm saying. It should be in discussion because he has brought over Donaldson. He has brought in IKF, his biggest moment coming in. Well, he's the one that pass- just treated Montgomery for a guy hurt. Now, I get he might be – listen, if you read K's show, they're talking about Bader being the center fielder for the playoffs and next season. So that means they're going to probably move on for Hicks if or if Hicks will be the fourth out. That's another thing. He, he, gave Hicks the- tree, he has not done one thing positive. Hicks, Hicks, come in. Hicks got the big contract. That was on him. My thing is, yeah, those are, that's what I, that's what happens. Tree hasn't, Montgomery tree hasn't worked. Donaldson hasn't worked. He's also one that traded for Joey Gallo, which you said was awful on day one. I was like, well, maybe he'll hit some home runs and play good defense. It was a huge miss. All right, I'm not gonna so, lie. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like to be right, but man, it feels good right. to be right. When it a man good. is right, he's right. It feels good to be right, and usually I'm right all the time. I'm just kidding. On but, certain things, I, for me, for me. Yankees concern level. Yeah, it's it's a struggle. 
it's the offense has looked putrid. The bullpen, the Clay Holmes has looked kind of back to life now. I'm gonna stick at a four. I'm gonna go to a four and just wait and see because you're gonna get you're gonna get Stanton back. I to me is the most important player on this team. And Carpenter more, will come back. Carpenter will come back. Severino, hopefully, maybe. I don't know if Severino is going to be back. You're going to get Britain back. That bullpen will be shored back up. The pitching staff, all of that will be figured out. To me, my biggest concern is not the Yankees team. It's the manager because Aaron Boone, again, has my head going nuts sometimes. That's all I'm going to say. Yankee fans, as Aaron Rodgers once said, R-E-L-A-X. I don't know if we can relax, though, man. Relax. I mean, it's are August you only 16th. Are because of the 10-game 10, uh, 10 lead? That's why I'm saying it because yeah, to 10 game lead, it's a struggle and it's baseball. Ted, we talk, uh, that's the thing. It's baseball. It's 162 games. It's not 130, 120 games. The season's not over. There's still another 40 games left. The Yankees will figure it out. They're going to get back to it. To me, it just comes down to Aaron Boone. I need to see some fire. I need to see something because your time as Yankee manager, I don't care if they gave you an extension, your time as manager. If you don't get to a World Series, or I should say, if you don't win a World Series, hell, if you don't even get to the World Series, well, Aaron Boone, you're going to be looking for another job because that's the facts of life. Can I can I give you a little stat quick just to finish off with this, and then I, you can end it? On June 29th, the Yankees had 56 wins. 56 wins. Excuse wins? me. Wins. Wins. No wins? other team in baseball had more than 47 on June 29th. That's the Yankees crazy. today have 72 wins. Still the fourth best record in baseball. But when you consider at that time, they had an eight-game lead over Houston for the best record in the AL. <laughs> and now the Astros have They're two the second-best team in New York right now. Second-best team Dodger, in New York. And the Dodgers are on a roll. Dodgers right have eight, are eight, eight games above the Yankees. All right? Yeah. It's an eight, the Dodgers were nine games back of the Yankees in late June for the best record. Now they have a nine-game lead over the Yankees. That's oh, an and, Joey Ga- and Joey Gallo is playing well for the Dodgers, by the yeah. way. Yeah. So. And then, like you said, what has gone wrong in the last few weeks? Let's see. Stan's injury. DJ's hurt, too, now, right now, dealing with a toe-foot injury. Carpenter's out. Severino's out. Michael King's out. Chad Green's out. Harrison Bader's out. Rizzo just missed. Glaber's batting 157. And August, who is – and Clay Holmes. Who That's was, what I'm trying to say. They have a lot of injuries, so they're going to get all these guys back. They're going to get them right back the into thing. the perfect this time. Is, this is what I was going to say. finish off with this is. When people said when we were talking about how Aaron Judge wasn't the MVP, it almost says how much more important Aaron Judge has been to this team. I think I think yeah, it just gives him more of that much more of a unanimous decision to win MVP because if he's not on this team, oh my god. Well, and here and Trev, here's the other thing. You want to Ovi wants to add something to that thing. What happens if the Yankees don't win the World Series? Aaron what happens Judge. if Aaron Judge doesn't get signed with the Yankees? That's the bigger deal, maybe. What's yeah. bigger? The Yankees World Series or Aaron Judge losing? Leave it. I think it'd be hand in hand. If the Yankees don't no. win the World Series and don't make the World Series, Judge could leave. The Yankees need to win a World Series. Oh, that's, I know that. That's, that's it. That's they haven't top, won one in 13 that, years. That's top priority. That's top priority, no matter what happens. Everything else will handle itself after and play itself out after that. The Yankees got to win a World Series, Ted. That's the most important thing. Can't go another year if the Yankees not winning, especially with the way they started off and been playing. And, t- and for the entirety up until the last – Couple they were weeks. on pace for 120 wins. Because the, now they're on sports. pace for maybe 100. And, and we've got accustomed to thinking that that was going to happen. 
but it's baseball. It's a long well, season. A lot can happen. happen. And the Yankees have a strong. Hey, as long as they're not doing it, they're not doing it another month and a half. I'm okay with it. So my level of concern is four. Ted's at a seven and a half. Ladies and gentlemen, we are signing off. We'll be back next week to the recap more MLB New York Yankees baseball, and plus we'll be continuing our conference previews, and then we'll have our in the next coming weeks. We'll be having our NFL preview show because. Hmm, it's right around the corner. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys of the City. We are on all social media platforms at Keys of the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. We'll see you next episode. We are out. Oh. You are now in tune to the Keys to the City podcast.